Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, aka your holistic guide to being a wealthy woman. I'm your host, Donnie, and on this show, I talk to the dopest women experts, entrepreneurs, influencers, corporate baddies, and occasional wildcard guests while they share their wisdom from the experiences that brought them to where they are today. So let's upgrade our lives together, but more importantly, let's get wealthy. Today, I am talking to Christiana Hurt, the founder of Wealthy College Kid. Wealthy College Kid is a platform that she created to teach people how to start dropshipping. She specifically teaches people how to find everyday items online and resell them for a profit. She also is a part of the Boss Palace, which is a company that helps people find vendors, and they also provide a ton of tools that you need when starting a business. She's also been featured on Forbes' Next 1000 list, and she became a multimillionaire from dropshipping, coaching, and providing services. So today she is going to be talking about her journey and a lot of the information that she shares is specifically for people that are in a really tough spot in their lives right now and they're needing a way to make quick money. You're definitely going to want to listen to this because she dives really deep into some topics that she's never fully touched on before. So let's get into it. I'm excited to have you on the show. I've been following you for a while now and you were like, an e-commerce goat, basically. (laughs) And you've done all types of e-commerce. So I'm excited to talk to you about this because I used to teach e-commerce as well. And I know how hard it can be for people to figure it out and find their lane. And I also think that your story is like very interesting and very relatable. So I cannot wait to dive into that. But before we get into all of that, just can you give us a rundown of what your businesses are? Because you have several. So what are your businesses? Um, and what are you, what do you do? So I own Wealthy College Kid, which is an e-commerce education platform where we teach people how to sell online with various platforms. And then I own a children's clothing brand that sells from newborn up to 5T, um, just like luxury streetwear for children. And then I'm the face of the Boss Palace where we give business help and we help people find reputable vendors on AliExpress or Alibaba. Nice. Okay. And so that that's how I found you through the Boss Palace. And then I was like, oh, she does all this other stuff. So that is very cool. When you initially got into this, how did you even get into e-commerce? So unfortunately, I moved out um, at like 20 years old for a boy that, you know, he was making he was making like six, six on the verge of seven figures and had convinced me to put the lease in my name. So I put the lease in my name and then obviously he didn't pay the rent. So I kind of had like 30 days because it was like one month free rent. So I had about 30 days to figure out how I was going to pay three thousand dollars in rent. Because, you know, like my dad told me not to move out. So I didn't really want to like give anybody that I told you so moment. So I just started selling other people's products. And then he had a homeboy that was sleeping on our couch that was selling like fishing pole pens. And he was like, you could try selling online. Like you could just make a Shopify store. And I was like, all right, like I'm not doing anything else. So that's where it kind of came from. Um, Nobody in the house ever taught me. It was more so like, just go do this and kind of like get out of everybody's faces because I was obviously panicking every day. Oh my gosh. No, actually, okay. We're going to get into the whole dating thing because I feel very (laughs) passionately about that. But... I, um, I love that you just figured it out. You were just like, like all you needed was a sense of direction. And then you were like, okay, I'm gonna go like figure this out. So like, where were you researching to put the dots together and put the pieces together? So I was searching on Facebook because back then Facebook was kind of like reputable to find people that were making money. 
um, and just Facebook groups and just trying to find like that were already making six, seven figures and were kind of in a space where I felt like they looked like where I wanted to be. So I just kept messaging people. Nobody really responded, but um, it did kind of help me, you know, take the words that they were using in their videos or just the words that they were using in posts. And I would just YouTube those particular words. Got it. Okay. So did you end up making the money for your rent? <laughs> I did. I made it June 2nd. <laughs> Wow. Like literally the rent was due um, on the third and I made it June 2nd, Like, but I was still broke because the whole amount of money was like literally going to the rent. Yeah. yeah. So it just kind of like, you know, it put me in a place where I knew it was possible and I knew it was real. And that's pretty much all I needed. I feel like a lot of people realize like you really just need to know that something can work. And once you know something works, you'll feel a lot better and then you won't stop until it does work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what was the first thing that you sold? A fishing pole pen. Oh, so you did exactly what he said. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm not going to read Mm-hmm. No, that, ma that makes total sense. Because some people will. Some people will be like, I don't want to sell that. And then they go try to find something else. But it's like, just do what the person said so you can get no. the same result. Just do that. <laughs> a lot of people fail to just follow directions. Exactly. Exactly. And that was, that was something that I had to learn. That was like the biggest shift or one of the biggest shifts that I made that had me become successful. Like, I, before I kept trying to reinvent the wheel, I kept trying to be like, I don't want to do that, whatever. And then one day it dawned on me. I'm like, if all of these millionaires are telling me to do X, Y, and Z, why would I not do the same exact thing? Why wouldn't I just listen? But okay, so back to the dating thing. Okay, so I always, you know, I, I approach being a wealthy woman holistically. And I feel very passionate about how women deal with their relationships, because I feel like it affects it impacts everything, the way that we handle relationships. Men, maybe not so much. But for us, <laughs> a lot of times, it, it's our relationships that cause a lot of the chaos in our lives, or we allow it to. And so you said the man had you put the lease in your name, and then he had his friend over there. And so these grown men were in your space, <laughs> not taking care of you. <laughs> so how, like at that time in your life, how were you thinking about your relationship? Were you just like, like, were you guys still like when he wasn't paying the rent, were you guys still involved? Were you still like all in invested? Or what was that situation turning into? That's so crazy. You're the first person to ever ask me about the original relationship that got me here. You're first person. Wow. So um, unfortunately, like, obviously, that was my first real relationship coming out of my dad's house. Mm -hmm. Um, and he took care of me. So you have to understand, like, there's no trauma. There's no, my ex did this. There's just him. Um, the only other relationship I had outside of him was like a high school sweetheart who at that time in 2015 and 2016 was like in the wind. So, because he had pursued music, so he kind of like fell into the wind and I had met like this older guy. He was 25. I was 20. So I met this person that had his own car, his own everything. So like if he told me to do something, I did it. I didn't question it. I didn't go against the grain. So when he was fighting with me, like I still like I held him down. Like it was just whatever. Like I just was trying to just get what I was responsible for taken care of. Now 
I moved out April 6, 2016. I started making six figures September 13th, 2016, a month. Okay. And he, at that point, felt like he created me, he built me, and in a way, um, traumatizing me definitely did build me, if you want to look at it that way. Um, I don't think putting me in a bad situation is building a person. Looking back and being 28 years old now, um, I don't think it does. Um, but, you know, like now there's this conflict of him dealing with that masculine energy of like, wait a second, I need you. I don't want to be here. Like, I don't have to do this. Now, back then, I didn't understand that you could break a lease. So he had me under under the, like, contents and the prefixes of, like, well, you're stuck here till the lease ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I just stopped caring about the lease. I still left. Because, um, you know, the situation turned violent, of course, because you're getting a lot of back talk. You're getting, like, I don't need to be here. I make money. And, um, you know, when the situation turned violent, I just left and I um, actually went up to Tallahassee because obviously all my friends are still in college. So I went up to Tallahassee and just crashed with a friend and he flooded the entire penthouse. So I got evicted. Um, and at that point, you know, I thought it was like the darkest time of my life. But at the same time, I felt like I would look at the money I did make, even though I didn't have it anymore because he was spending, there was fighting. There's just so many things like involved that drew that just blew that first probably two three hundred thousand dollars like in a matter of months but it was okay for me because one i felt like that money was luck i felt like he was taking credit for that money there were a lot of people taking credit for that money so i didn't really have like any bond towards like everybody's like your first six figures how did it feel and i'm always like didn't feel like anything because i there was so much going on so the second six figures my second place because I moved I, I got evicted February 8th 2017 I had another place by March it took me six six and a half weeks to come up with hundred and ten thousand dollars in my bank account so for me like it just felt like once I saw it was possible that's all I needed and now I didn't even have wealthy college kids till almost 2018 so it just was like automatic grind mode for me like I felt like I know what I can do and I can duplicate it. And I was just starting to go viral on Facebook. So I was getting a little bit of a following, getting a little bit feeling like, okay, like if I just keep doing this, I could hit a million dollars. And then 2018, I did hit a million dollars. Dating afterward, um, what's so funny is 2018, my high school sweetheart like fell out of the sky, like, hey, I'm alive, basically. Um, and it was funny because the way that happened, it, it like, he came back, I'm traumatized as hell. And he's just like, Hey, and I'm just like, did you die? He was like, no, like I was homeless. I did this X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Um, I'm performing at Rolling Loud. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. And this is 2018 and we ended up rekindling, but I lost my, I was actually pregnant when he met me, which I didn't know. He didn't know none of them. Fast forward to April 2018, I figured out I was pregnant and actually um, miscarried and had an emergency C-section. So, like, I'm calling him like I was pregnant a week ago. And he's, I'll never forget the FaceTime call because he's just like, wow. He was like, he's like, I don't know where to be sad or happy. And I'm just sitting there, like, still not processing child loss. Like, still just kind of like, I'm just like, okay, what should we do? And he's just like, can you have kids? And I was like, yeah. He was like, then we'll be fine. And I'm just, I remember that whole moment and like him looking at my C-section scar and just being like, 
it's okay. Like, we'll try again. And I'm just over here like, okay, like, weird flex, but okay. I, I, I was pregnant before he came back. So he's just looking at it like, I mean, like, it was God and you're okay. So let's just, like, re, re, um, rekindle. And then, like, I didn't really have, like, relationship problems, like, outside of that. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, masculine energy. I personally didn't get like that till probably I just never had it in me, honestly. I, I had it in me towards men that didn't have anything going for them. But I was never a person that was like, I'll do everything by my own. Like, no, I'm always like, so are you going to help me? Like, I'm dying. Like, I'm always, I always play that role. Like, um, so for me, like fast forward to 2022, I'm actually dating somebody else in a really, really healthy space. And just because, you know, when people know you like 10 plus years, the respect and comfort level get out of control. So I really just had to separate myself and just know what I want and what I demand as, as respect in relationships mm -hmm. and where I want to be. So that's, that. I love that. No, you just gave me so much to unpack, but <laughs> That I thank you for sharing all of that because there's somebody that definitely needed to hear that. And I relate on so many levels. Um, but really quick, going back, just mm -hmm. to clarify. So your first few hundred thousand, um, that was all from affiliate marketing, right? No. So I only made the three grand off affiliate marketing. Oh, then what did you do after that? What did you switch to? <laughs> yep. So I was doing drop shipping. Literally just drop shipping. Okay, cool. Just wanted to clarify that because I know somebody is going to be thinking that as they're listening. Um, okay, so back to the relationship stuff. I think that is so important for women um, to talk about. I know myself, I go back and forth about it all the time because I'm like, I don't always enjoy giving men that hurt me um, airtime when I have the opportunity to talk about myself and my journey because I know that they wouldn't probably do the same like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be sitting there talking about me. Thanks. But, and so I always tell women that I'm like, these men will put you through the ringer. And so, of course, don't let them. But do not let a man that is not doing anything, that can't teach you anything, that you can't learn anything from, especially don't let him put you through the ringer, you know? <laughs> because it sounds like as you've gone on. Yeah, I know. That's a fact. Yeah. Like, as you've gone on, you've up-leveled. Um, of course, and the types of men that you're dating and the way they're treating you and all that stuff, but also too the men that you've been dating, they have been able to, um, teach you something or, you know, or you've been able to see something that they're doing and it's helped you on your journey. So that is awesome that all of those relationships, even though they were not the best, it didn't go to waste. Like you have grown continuously career wise and on a personal level, just based on what you're telling me, that's what it sounds like. So I love that for you. And I love that you're now to this place where you're in a healthy relationship and a healthy space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it doesn't make up for all of the things that you went through, but it definitely shows people that it's possible to have a good or a, a better ending or it's not your ending, but it's, it's possible to like grow through that, through the pain, through the trauma, through the bad situation. So thank you for sharing that because that that's very brave of you to even be that vulnerable. So I appreciate that because there's somebody listening that needed to hear that for sure. And I think a big part of it is just not carrying it with you. Yes. Like, I don't really carry anything even into the next day. So I'm just kind of happy to be here. And I'm just always, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I live a life with options. And I always tell people you have so many options. We all are born with so many options that you just have to pick the ones that, you know, work best for you. Mm-hmm.
No, that makes total sense. And you're right, because I notice a lot of people, they are very close, people that are closed minded and they um, see the glass half empty. They're always forgetting that there are options. There's so many options, you know, and I know that sometimes life will make you feel like, you know, everything is over, but there's always multiple options. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, so, in, so in hindsight, if there's anybody listening to this, that was like in the same place or that's in the same place that you were at, what would you advise them to do in order to make money quickly to get out of their situation now, now that you have all the knowledge that you have? <laughs> selling online, selling stuff that you own, selling other people's things is always going to be the quickest way or selling for other people, honestly. And you know, people that have never been evicted always want to speak on the people about eviction. I've been evicted and I'm here to tell you, you can get another place. <laughs> um, you know, life doesn't stop there. Um, and I just tell people like a photo, my character just developed in the dark. So mm. that's just what it had to be. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. So then how do people pick the right product? Like when they want to start um, doing reselling or drop shipping and all that, how do you go about picking the right product to start off? If you have absolutely no money, you want to sell everyday items that people are buying regardless, like toilet paper, air fryers, toasters. If you have money, meaning over $1,000, you can sell things that you are passionate about. You could sell those clothes. You could sell jewelry. You could sell tea. You could sell kids' clothes. You have money to be able to, like, have passion, you know what I mean? But always have profit before you turn to passion so that you're able to pour into That's that. true. That's true. And then... I know that a lot of people just overthink it like that, the product part, because I used to teach how to start a beauty brand and some of my students would go back and forth forever, no matter how much we help them, no matter how much direction. And I think it was just a fear thing, <laughs> but like people will go back and forth about this product <laughs> till the end because they're just so nervous of picking the wrong one. So how, what would you say to somebody that is like so afraid of picking the wrong thing? Um, you can't lose any money selling something you don't own. So just try. Like, you can't, yes. you know, worst case scenario is where you're sitting right now. So <laughs> I never understood when people are fearful of things. Like, I don't know. I've, I've definitely taken some big losses, but I, if you could do it once, you could do it again. So, yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, cause I know like even myself just referencing a while, like years ago when I used to be fearful, I used to always think I didn't have time or I didn't have money to waste or whatever. But in hindsight, I was wasting time just not taking action and not doing it. So it's the same difference. <laughs> it's like, just do it. <laughs> and if you mess up, start over. So do you feel like reselling specifically is a sustainable business model? Or would you say that like after you start reselling, you should switch to drop shipping or a different type of e-commerce? We're going to get right back to the show, I promise. But really quick, if you're enjoying this episode, please take a second to rate the show on whatever platform you're listening from. You all love to send me DMs and tell me how much you love the show and share it on your story, which I really appreciate. Okay, I really, really do. But I really need you to rate the show. So write all those nice words in a cute little review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And to help you remember to do this, I've decided I'm going to start doing a giveaway every month for a $50 Amazon or Starbucks gift card. It's gonna be your choice which one you get, but this is only gonna be for the people that rate the podcast. So here's how you enter. Step one, you're gonna write a review and screenshot it. Now step two, you're gonna to go to the link in the description of this episode 
or you're going to go to the link in my bio on my Instagram or TikTok account and you'll see a button on that link page and it'll say podcast review. Okay. You're going to click on that. Then step three. Okay. This is the last and final step. You're going to fill out the form. Okay. It's going to take you to a form and you're going to fill it out. And on that form, you just need to put your name and your contact info so I can send you the gift card. And then you're going to upload a screenshot of this review that you put. And that's it. You are entered into the giveaway. Like I said, I'm going to be doing this every single month. So make sure you go on and leave your review so that you can be entered for this month's giveaway. And I can't wait to see your reviews. Now let's get back to the show. Um, Reselling is in a sense drop shipping and retail arbitration. You should always start there if you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Once you have capital, I definitely think building a brand is where the money's at. Um, and just, you know, either creating a brand message that's special or creating something that solves a problem. Got it. Being innovative. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So when did you start Wealthy College Kid? When did that begin? Because I know that before, like, not until 2018. Well, yeah, I, I, I was about to say that. I was about to say, I know you said it happened in 2018 and stuff, but like, what made you do that? And why did you start it? And what is the mission behind it? Because I know you guys, you guys, um, teach about how to start e-commerce and all of that stuff. But like, what made you even want to do that? So I was following like somebody on Facebook that was teaching and then somebody like shared that like he had been convicted of like assaulting women. And I was like, I don't want to learn from somebody like that. And I was like, I could teach people. I could be the new person. So I made myself the new person and that's just what it was. I felt like I was knowledgeable enough. I had done like over half a million dollars selling online. I felt like I could teach people at that point. Um, And the people made money. People still make money. So I do feel like that was the best bet, but I didn't like the person I was following and I I couldn't find anybody else. So I just became the person that I needed when I started. That makes sense. I love that. I absolutely love that because yes, I hear that a lot. That was one of the biggest things people always said. They were like, I want to learn from someone that looks like me or that had has had the same experiences as me because yeah. it doesn't matter if the information is the same. It's, it sounds different and it feels more doable when it's from somebody that has lived a life similar to yours. So according to your Instagram highlights, like you just or in just like you just said, like things were not smooth sailing going through all of that, you know, on your journey, what would you say were the biggest obstacles that you've had to overcome so far? Like, were there moments where you felt like, I don't know if I can come back from this? Um, no, I've never had that moment. My God, you, um, when I lost my son, I really just had to like, take a step back and kind of like, realize like, like I not only I, for me, it was like a failure in myself and the people around me because I didn't know it because I was so head down working that myself or the people around me or even doctors didn't notice my body changing. Like, you know what I mean? And people always ask me like how you didn't, I I just didn't like, and it wasn't just me. So I kind of just had to take a moment, take a step back and understand that I can achieve the same income and the freedom I want with taking weekends off or taking a break or just, you know, like just, taking a moment to enjoy like the fruits of my labor type situation. So um, that was really the only wake up. I've never had like a loss or L or even a loss of income. Even if things are slow, like I've always felt like, you know, like 
things will come back because you're only one product, one client away from your goal. That's crazy that you say that. As you're talking, um, you, you're you reminding me of like the young white guys that are like in e-commerce and stuff. That is their mentality. And I find that for a lot of people of color, that is just so foreign to them. Like everything is a big uphill battle. And, and I love that you have this mentality. Don't even get me started. It's just crazy that I love my black people. I really do. But like the whole forcing generation wealth and forcing like getting your kids in, or a W2 at 12 years old like why like I'm a child that grew up in a seven figure home like I grew up with a parent that made seven figures I didn't have generational wealth I, I started I started the starting line which I think black people don't look at zero as a privilege when it really is you know what I mean I went to college debt free because my dad paid pocket. I got a car at 16. Like, you know, starting at the starting line is still so something to be proud of. Like, I'm not saying it's bad to do all those things, buying a house at 15. I'm not saying that's bad. You know, I'm not going to sit here like another benefit that I get is um, I'm right now asking my dad to give, let me use a VA loan to buy another house. Like those, of course, are privileges, but those things like that didn't have to be done as you know what I mean? I, it could be done at 28 and there's no, you know what I mean? Like if I had debt, my dad would pay it. You know what I mean? Though I think starting at zero is something that I think black people are just not looking at as an accomplishment. You know what I mean? Like I did and I'm, and I was, on, I was on private jets as a kid. I was doing all of the things that people are preaching about with their five-year-olds and just in general. And I just, I feel like people forget those kids do grow up and we grow up perfectly fine. I feel like nobody talks about the kid that did grow up that way. And like, that's why I never tell my, when I tell my story, like people will be like, she grew up rich. I did 100%. Like I have nothing to be ashamed of because people in those comments, when they have children, I would assume so I'm the child that they do want to have. They're the, they want a child to go to college debt-free, get their degree. I have my college degree in communica communication and conflict. If I wanted to go get a master's degree tomorrow and I had no money, my dad would foot the bill. Like it would just, you know what I mean? If my car breaks down or like um, car gets a car accident, my dad will buy another car. Like starting at zero and always being able to have nothing putting you in the negative, I think is a huge privilege. Black people just don't comprehend in my opinion. So I don't know. I'm not really into the whole generational wealth and putting all your money into 401ks. I'm just not, I'm, I truthfully am not, I'm all for, you know, saving three to six months, but I'm not a person that's going to work, work, work to have money when I'm old. Like I, I won't be able to do anything. So it's like, I choose, I choose to have money that allows me to have the options, the freedoms and the experiences now and use those experience to be monetized, use those experiences to continue, you know, doing things because I could be, I always tell people I could be a zero on Monday and up six figures by Wednesday because of the internet. I really could. And it's not, it's not like anything, like it's just the truth of the matter and the, the era that we are in. So I don't really feel like people, people understand how grateful we should be to be at zero. Yeah. So do you feel like because of the way you grew up that um, has allowed you to have the mindset that you have and you're, that's why you approach business the way that you do? 
100%. Yeah. Like just staying debt free with debt free with IRS, debt free with credit cards, just staying at zero and, you know, like spend it if you want to do something that bad and make sure, you know, keep your cost of living low. Like a lot of people, they get the houses and the cars, I feel like too early. So what do you have to be excited about at 30? Like if I had a Lamborghini at 21, would I care about it at 31? That's true. No, I wouldn't. And there's not much, there's nothing else. So, you know, I travel a lot. I went to 20, 21 or 20 countries. Yeah, I went to 20 countries in 2022. Um, this year we're doing another 16. Um, and I just choose to use my child for years to the fullest. I have my skydiving license. Okay. I'm going for my B license to be able to skydive in Egypt over the pyramids. They allow you to do it once a year. So I'm going to do that this year, just using my child for years, because I know once I do have a child, you know, I will want the Bentley trucks and the Lambo trucks and the big house because I'm stationary. But right now, you know, I'm just living for a living. <laughs> yeah. So do you ever like run into, um, like, I know you say you don't talk about this a lot, but w whenever you have, do you ever run into issues where people get offended or like frustrated with your take on it? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Cause when I was coaching, um, I had a business partner and he was a young white guy and he was like really good at internet business. He was like helping with the funnels and the copy and stuff. And a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that he would write, the women in my audience would find it offensive. And it was because of that disconnect. It was like, <laughs> you know, but also too, because they're holding on to that mentality of like, my life is hard. I can't do all of this because my life is hard and I have 10 obstacles in my way and I have to work 10 times as hard because I'm a woman of color, you know? And so I, we, him and I would get into it a lot because I was like, okay, ultimately I get where he's coming from, but also we don't have time to work past their limiting beliefs right now in order to get them into this program. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, we have to meet them where they're at. And so I got a lot of pushback because of that. And even myself, there have been times where I'm like, okay, I have to let that go because that is not my story anymore. That is not my trauma to keep holding on to is like all the generational trauma. And all. I can't, I can't do all that. And so that is the one thing that keeps holding you back or keeps allowing you to hit a ceiling. And so do you feel like you've ran into those situations like with your audience at all when you've ever brought it up, you know? No, because I market um, my mistake. I market my mistakes as a victim. It's 100%. Um, people love the black woman comeback story. People just do like, just, you know, what it is. Um, the way I live my life is not a reflection of like my social media and marketing, honestly. Um, I'm pretty happy all the time. I'm pretty just like, you know, just go with the flow and chill. Like, I don't really, I feel like my trauma has just kind of made me like very, very laid back and just happy with having a good thing. Like, honestly, being grateful and appreciative of the relationship I have now, the family I have and the people that support me. I don't really focus on the people that don't. But marketing wise and social media, 100%, like I have posted, um, nobody's coming to my webinar. I'm so sad. And that that one video was a four figure video, like, because people love the sad story. People love to victimize the black woman of never having anything, which is just so crazy because on TikTok, it's black girl and luxury. But I don't know. It was, 
it's just a catch 22. It, no, it really is. It really is. And I used to always feel so conflicted about it. Like when we would write my copy and stuff. So I was like, I am not a victim, but I, it was like, okay, that's what they relate to. That's what they want to hear as much as they say that they don't. And they want to see these other stories and these other versions of black women. That is what they react to. Um, and I'm, when I say they, for those that are listening, I'm talking about women of color yourselves. That is what you all react to. And that is what y'all gravitate to. So if we want to see something different, we need to react to different things. Yeah. And it's crazy because my most, my most complaining clients are always that like, oh, well, because this didn't work, I used my last. Like, I always just have to ask people, I'm like, are you sure it's not a user error? <laughs> no, literally. And they're like, no, it couldn't be. I'm like, yeah. They need to go to therapy. I tell people all the time. I'm like, go to therapy because you're carrying like shit that happened like 25 years ago. Like, yes, irrelevance. Like, I'm like, this is why Kevin Samuels went so hard on older black women, because you guys like some people just carry. It's like they're carrying a, a bag of just misery. And it's like, it's not that deep. Like, I get that it happened, but I'm just like, there's things that are so much worse. Like, you're still alive. You still have all your limbs. Like, try again, bro. Just try again. Like, Speaking of limiting beliefs, were there any, I know you said, like, you normally are pretty good, but were there any at all that you had to work through on your journey? Um, Child loss was definitely something I had to work through, understanding that it's natural and it's normal. Um, that, that therapy and, you know, understanding that what happened to me is changing, you know, my my journey through at the very end. I think a lot of people like when they hear it, they're like, oh, well, like the only thing that does change is the way that I will deliver a child. So, you know, just understanding my options again. And it's crazy because now um, um, it is it's a little tricky at the end, like for me to have a baby. But we actually have the same doctor that Kylie Jenner, her children were delivered by. So we're actually with you know, in the future. And we, I was actually able to be in a mental place enough last year to actually go and see a doctor since 2018. That was my first time seeing like an OB for that specifically. Um, so it was kind of like just, it took time, it took therapy and patience. And I'm glad in 2022 that I understood, you know, it, it's natural and we could just try again. Like, oh, I love that. I love that. And I'm happy for you. That's exciting. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's get into like a little bit of business strategy before we wrap up. What is like one of the biggest things, like aha moments or biggest tips that you would have for somebody that is like trying to scale their e-commerce business? Maybe they are consistently making a few thousand dollars, you know, from their business, but they're like, how do I take things to the next level? What is something that would like change the game for somebody that is just like operating at a basic level in e-commerce? E Taking that viral video or that working ad and dumping money into it, 100%. I think a lot of people, like, fail to realize, like, you could just dump money into these things and it will work. Like, you just have to. Like, I know it's scary. I know it's, like, a lot of people fear that. But you just, like, I did it in 2016. I do it today. Like, when something works, don't question it. Just do it. And so when you started doing um, ads, were you running them yourself or did you hire somebody to help you? Yeah. No, I was running them myself. Um, I've gone through three agencies in the last like two years and I'll be the first to tell you I hate them. Um, you know, I feel like people are paying, people are taxing and charging for their past results, not today's results. 
And, you know, they can't duplicate it in the masses. I think that it's just, um, I just had to take the time to train and bring it in house. That's all that ended up happening. Okay, that makes total sense. So when you first started on your own, um, did you just kind of like learn as you went? Or did you like take a course or anything like that? Trial and error, just learned as I went and prayed about it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So then, okay, as far as business models, because you've tried several different ones, you have several different ones currently, like you um, do courses, you do services, you do e-commerce, like which business model is your favorite? And like, what would you recommend to somebody that is just trying to get into business? Um, Service-based is great because it's high ticket. You know, I love high, there's nothing better than high ticket sales. But if you're just starting out, just starting out with just a product-based business, getting passionate about it and, you know, building that up to six figures, you know, just a product that you're passionate about. If someone is like at a point where they are ready to build a team, like what are the best tips you could give somebody that is ready to build a team? Like if they're, you know, on that journey. Be able to do each job 100%, but, you know, just make sure that it's people that believe in the movement and believe in what you're doing and give 110%. I love that. Yeah, that's really important to know the job beforehand. If there's somebody that is like wanting to add a new stream of income, do you feel like drop shipping and reselling? Is it something that requires a lot of time starting off? Or do you feel like this is for somebody that wants this to be their main business? No, you can do it as a part time, full time or, you know, just twice a day and still see sales from it. You only need one product to really like sell, to be honest with you. I had a woman, she actually commented on my last IG post. She's made $10,000 selling one toaster. So it works. Wow. Just selling it on eBay. Just selling it on eBay. Found it at Walmart. Selling them one at a time. So if you're listening to this, you need to go right now. (laughs) There's a link in the description. You need to go right now and sign up. For Christiana's webinar because she talks about how to do this step by step. Plus, it's free, so it's like it doesn't get any easier than that. It's a free class, like you can learn how to sell online within two hours, so it doesn't get any easier than that. And I've seen your webinar before, like you really do go into detail. It is one of the best webinars I've seen, like as far as like the training part when you're going into all the steps like you really do get value and you can walk away with notes if you if this is something you are like really wanting to get into and you don't know the steps she really does a good job of walking you through the steps so i would go sign up if i were you but are there any other streams of income that you plan on starting soon like anything that you're trying to uh, like any businesses that you want to start no um i have a software, I have a software coming out this year in 2023 called celsi that will actually show you the cheapest place to find air fryers or any household item, as well as finding the cheapest food options. So like, for example, a carton of eggs, um, maybe it's $10 at Target, but the app will show you that at Whole Foods, it's on sale for $8.98. So you could save $2 Ooh. by going to Whole Foods. So it's, it's just an app and a software and a Google Chrome extension to show you where groceries are the cheapest, Items are the cheapest so that you're able to source during this recession where the cheapest things are and even add coupons to it. We love a woman in tech. 
Okay, I love that. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. It's literally just sourcing the cheapest things in the area, adding the coupons, and showing you, you know, the best seller of those items. So if you type in eggs and there's five different types of eggs, it'll show you the five different prices and the best selling one. Okay, that's exciting. If you had to go back in time and give yourself advice, like the old you five years ago, what would you say to yourself? Break the lease. Ooh. <laughs> that's it. Break the lease. Okay, break the lease. Yeah, <laughs> break it. Yeah. Um, okay, and then last question. What do you feel like, or what does it mean to you to be a wealthy woman? Um, Freedom. Freedom. That's really it. Freedom, the freedom of options. The freedom of options. I love it. I agree. I totally agree. Okay. So Christiana, let us know where can we find you? What do you, what do you have? Like, how can we work with you? Give us the rundown. So you guys can find me anywhere on the internet, Christiana Hurt or Wealthy College Kid, as well as every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, I teach how you can sell on eBay in less than two hours with no money. So make sure you guys come to my live webinar. The links are normally on my YouTube or the bios on my Instagram, but you can always find them somewhere. And I'll see you guys in class. <laughs> awesome. And then last question, you do have a service, right, where you help people um, stay up to date on the best products, right? Yes. So we have a service in which we pick the products for you and we list them on your store and we work with you side by side. If you're interested in that service and you understand that it is a high ticket service, so you want to have at least $5,000 cash flow in credit or debit to, you know, source these products because they sell pretty fast because we're listing them. You guys can go to www.wckstaff.com and book a call. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Everyone, please go check her out. All of her information is in the description box and please let her know, like you can DM her, you can comment on her page and let her know how you enjoyed this episode. And hopefully you guys stay up to date with her. And I'm just so thankful that you were on the show today. <laughs> Thank you.